Yo, 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 a poppin' fresh dough. Uh, here we go with the show. It's Spitzmeister, and we are heading home, driving home with Stu. We just left AutoZone, and let me tell you something. The service was impeccable. Now, I know not a lot of people listen to my show, but those who do, there's AutoZone on West Ave in Stanford. They were just so nice, so cool, so funny. I went up to the front, and the guy who walked in after me was like, Bobby, you make keys? <laughs> it's like, what about this place says keys? But all right, you know, it's got like a lot of stuff. People go in the back. It looks kind of like a supply, you know, a hardware supply store, I guess. I don't know. It is called AutoZone with the operative word being auto. But, you know, it is what it is. So the guy go up the front and the guy goes... <laughs> The guy goes, um, what does he say? He says, uh, what is this bus doing? That's terrible. He says, uh, he goes, oh, these people come in here, they don't know. Oh, hold on, there's a cop. He says, people come in here and they don't know, you know, what they want. I don't know. Like, he made a comment. I said, yeah, that guy came in and asked for keys. And we both started laughing to the point where I couldn't tell him what I wanted. I was laughing so hard. Meanwhile, the, the poor guy, I hope he didn't realize we were laughing at him. But it was just so funny. We were both hysterical. I said, wait, you got to give me a second here to compose myself. I've got to compose myself, people. I've got to compose. That was so funny. And you know what? Whatever. The guy was a knucklehead. He asked for keys. But it was just so funny. You know why I was really laughing? Because I remember once that we had this um, this fella who... So there was like literally like this... this um, right next to my dad's flower shop growing up. There was this like alcove. Okay. What it was was steps that originally went up to the second floor of my dad's business. Years, years, years prior when it was a really big shop and they had a lot of people working there and so on and so forth. And, and that's a whole nother story. I can get into the whole Spitz kingdom of money that burned right down. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. So, the, so right next to there was there was steps that go up to my dad's shop that had been cemented off because the steps weren't connected anymore to the to the shop so it was it was cemented off so this and it had like a gate uh because there was probably you know they closed it as an entrance and an exit at night because he needed a gate in that particular neighborhood and so oh you schmuck you fucking idiot Ooh, did i just say that damn I meant you effing idiot, you moron, you melon head, you foolish, foolish bee. So, so the guy who owned, so the guy had like a little, there was a guy who rented the space from the landlord, not from us. And it was like, his name was Sean, Sean was his last name, S-H-O-N, it was Asian fella. And he had like a, like a little thing with like three glass counters he would roll out from the you know from the little alcove and he'd set it up like a little counter and he had wigs and he had hats and he had lots of knickknacks it was like a convenience store almost and um <laughs> and one day somebody stuck their head in 
because he was he was a, which is so weird. I don't understand where he was because you couldn't just leave your stuff, and I don't remember him asking us to watch it. Uh, it's one thing if I was outside. My dad would get so mad. I'd be like, "What is the big deal, man? He's your neighbor. You've known him for like thirty years. Just watch his stand for five minutes while he takes a squirt." I have no idea where that guy peed uh, or pooped, you know, but definitely peed. So. One day somebody came in and asked us, he said, my man. We were like, yo, what's up? He's like, how much for the batteries? <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I was hysterical. I was like, the batteries? It's a flower shop. He's like, no, no, out here, the batteries. I'm like, oh. So I couldn't understand what, why he was saying that, lunatic. So this was kind of the same thing. Yo, Papa, you make keys? <laughs> Yes, we do. We make keys at AutoZone. That's Turner River, son. That's up High Ridge Road going towards my house. Now, speaking of this, I'm going to tell you all a little story. I was in a workshop for the last two days with a man who was very nice. He was a very fine gentleman, but he was from Alabama, close to Tennessee and not far from Mississippi. And he spoke in this kind of an accent. And he said, folks, I'm not from around here. And you may recognize that in my accent. But you could also have trouble understanding me. So if that's the case, just ask me to repeat it. I won't be offended because we live in different places and our accents are different. And meanwhile, I was like, dude, didn't you just say you were in Boston? Because he was at, he said something in the, in the reference of like funny accents. And I'm like, yeah, you just visited your daughter in Boston and there's funny accents up there. You know, it's not just the South. Whatever. It was just, it was a little weird. The whole like South thing is just really weird. Southerners are just a little weird. He was a very nice man, fine gentleman. But, um, fine, fine man, fine gentleman, good guy, funny guy. But he, um, he he talked a lot about himself. He definitely liked to hear himself talk. He wanted to, um, he, would, he wanted us to ask questions and get involved, and he never, I was interrupting him to do so. He never really, you know, at one time he like corrected me on something I said, and he didn't understand what I said. I said, no, 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 I'm getting that. If it was in the beginning of the sentence, would you say June and I? Because later in the sentence, it's June and me. So, you know, this the, the little, little, that would be like my only complaint was that he, he was a little too much into himself. And and a lot of it is because we were in an interactive group. The other four people that were there didn't say a darn thing. So they didn't say much. Very nice people, just didn't say much. So I started saying more and more and more as the workshop went on because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. So, you know, he told us about his, his father having a heart attack and his brother had a heart attack and you know, and it was, he told interesting stories. I'm not trying to diss the guy. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was good people, as we used to say in Brooklyn. Let's go, let's go, let's speed it. Oh, I missed the light. Ugh. Oh, I'm supposed to go. I'm not getting my blood done. I do not want to get my blood work done. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to get my blood work done, and I am skipping it. I am skipping it. I don't feel like going. I don't feel like having a needle in my arm. I'm so sorry for being born. So, yeah, but it was just funny, you know. It was just it was just interesting. He kept making, like, all these, uh, you know, these I did this and I did that, and, you know, and it's like we all have. 
you know what I mean? And, and he kept telling us about, you know, he kept referencing TV and movies and old advertising, and I knew everything he was talking about. And I'm like, I felt like saying, dude, what are you, 12, you know, 22, 22 to 25 years older than me? I'm like, I've been around too. I've seen a lot of stuff and I know a lot of stuff. And then I had to correct him on something. He said, yeah, anyone back, there was a movie back in 1974. Everyone ever hear of it? It's called Dirty Dancing. Everyone ever see Dirty Dancing? It's from back in 74. I'm like, no, it's from the 80s, man. <laughs> I'm like, 74 was, you know, was, was, 70s were movies like Godfather and Annie Hall. I'm like, that was all 80s, man. Patrick Swayze would have been a kid in 74. Well, he was he was older than me. He was in like his I think his mid fifties when he died. But so I, I thought I, I had to correct him on that one, and then and then I tried to correct him on something about a customer thing, which was really like a waste because that has nothing to do with me anymore. I'm not in retail anymore. But um, there was like how to handle an angry customer. But the thing was, it was a writing workshop. So it was really about the letter you would write back to the upset customer who just sent you a letter about why she was so upset. And it all made a lot of sense. Good customer spends a lot of money. You don't want to lose her. So the thing I said is, I said, um, now he was right. The first thing should have been the problem rectified. That's the first thing. But I said, wouldn't you call her up instead of sending her a letter? No, I would send her. She sent you a letter. I would send a letter. Maybe a follow-up call. Maybe a follow-up call. Maybe a follow-up call. First of all, what is worse? Sending a correspondence, getting a correspondence back. Now, I I disagree. And then a follow-up call, have her call and be like, you sent me a letter. You know, she might have sent a letter because she was so mad. But nobody sends letters anymore these days. I mean, that is like a dying... And that was a little bit, little bit too much in the workshop, man. Nobody needs to know about no uh, letters. Nobody writes letters. Now, emails, yes. We did a whole thing about emails. Uh, but because I was there for a writing workshop on business writing, I just don't think it was... It was... It, was, it, it didn't serve its purpose for what they wanted me to do. My report writing is really bad. And they wanted me to get some better technical and business styling. And that's what I figured it was. And it was, but it was a lot more about, there was a lot of emphasis on grammar, which, you know, I get it. He said, spell check isn't always perfect. So you double check your spell check, but it's not like you don't use it. You know, and then I'm all I kept thinking, and I was going to ask him, but I decided not to because he went through so much trouble going over grammar. I was going to say, what about Grammarly? Because everybody is saying that's the way to go, is Grammarly. It's like the next spell spell check. Yeah, so, you know, if you could take what you wrote and pop it in Grammarly and it comes out perfect, well then, you don't really need anything anymore. <laughs> Unless you're a handwriting, and who handwrites a letter? My dad used to handwrite letters, and nobody spoke to him. No, I'm just kidding. My dad used to handwrite letters, and... Um, you know, he, but he wrote them. He was always, he was always ridiculous with his letters. Like he thought about going back to college or going to college because he never went to college. And I was like all for the idea. And then he like, read my letter I wrote. I'm like, what letter? He goes, I wrote the college a letter. It's an eight page letter about my experience. I'm like, no, 
Just sign up for a freaking class, man. Just go to the course selection, pay them the money, and you're in. You don't need a freaking eight-page letter. They don't give a crap. Even if you're going to the school for the first time, your essay isn't freaking eight pages. You know? I mean, come on, people. Come on, people now. Smile on each other, everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. Right now. So, yeah, that was kind of a weird thing. And he always did that. He always wrote these, like, long-ass letters that I guarantee nobody ever read. I know you always wanted me to read them, and I would do my best to avoid it or to... But I even said to him, I was like, Dad, you don't have to do that. And I just remember that it just went nowhere. Because he's like, oh, well, you know, this is kind of what I do. And meanwhile, you know, I think he realized that it was a colossal waste of time. And no college was going to call him up and be like, hey, man... I've been reading this eight-page letter here, and you've got some great attributes. I think you'd be perfect at this college at 60-some-odd years old when you could go for free because you're a senior citizen. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. My dad was a wacky-ass guy. Wacky-ass guy. So I'm sorry I dropped an F-bomb earlier. I hope nobody holds it against me. Oh, here I am. I'm home. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. All right, well, I'm home. Real quick, Super Bowl this weekend. Super Bowl this weekend. I'm making my pick right now on live podcast, although it's not live, on recorded podcast. I am saying right now it will be the 49ers, 28 to 17 will be the final score. The Niners will run the tables. Let's make it closer. 28 to 24. Even more exciting. I just hope it's an exciting Super Bowl. I don't really care about anything else. I have nothing vested in either team. I'm just a football fan and I'm looking for something exciting. Looking for something to do, fun to do on a Tuesday night. You know how it is. All right, people. Everyone have a great weekend. A happy Super Bowl Sunday to you. Uh, enjoy the game. Enjoy the party. Enjoy just sitting on your butt and watching soap operas if you don't care about football. And um, take care and comb your hair. Bye-bye. So long.